to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Over the beginning of this summer, we are going to be talking about the topic of dedication here in church. And I'd like you to think about dedication. What does that mean to each of you? What should we be dedicated to? And then I was thinking, can you remember a time when you were really dedicated to something? So allow me to take you on a little journey of discovery. Gentlemen, do you remember when you were courting your wife? Now for the kids, courting means when he was trying to get her to be his girlfriend. That's a long time ago for most of us. So, she used to look oh so pretty. Have her hair done oh so high. (laughs) Dresses pretty, cheeks pinched to make it pink. It was done all just for you. And the guys look sideways and they go, yeah, where did all that go? And ladies, do you remember, do you remember that time? How dapper he would look, (laughs) hair slicked back, freshly shaven, a bit of cologne, opening doors for you, bringing you fresh flowers. You remember how committed he was to catch both your eye and your heart? Hmm. And the ladies go, yeah, where did that go? (laughs) Now, do you remember just after your relationship with God became really serious? When instead of knowing of God, we really started to know God personally. Perhaps it was just after you became a Christian, maybe after you were born again. What could even be after your baptism? We used to spend hours thinking about God, thinking about his word, contemplating things, sort of double-checking what we're doing. Is it in alignment with what God wants? And Jesus was never far from our minds, and his joy filled our hearts. Yeah, and then Jesus goes, Yeah, where did that go? So in almost any relationship we sometimes get a bit complacent. Once we get what we wanted, we stop chasing it. We stop working so hard for it. We stop putting in the same amount of effort and our levels of dedication goes down. The love between us might still be strong, but really the effort we put in, that kind of goes down a bit. Yeah, right. (laughs) Now, this is a really pretty normal part of human psychology because once you've got something, why on earth would you keep chasing it? Because it might run away. So, complacency in relationships is like forgetting to water your garden. It might survive a season, maybe two, if you're very lucky eventually, even ten 
But a garden that is untended will suffer. It loses its beauty, the flowers die, the weeds take over. And pretty soon you will have no garden or no relationship to speak of, only the memories of what once had been there. So commitment and dedication in our relationships, spending time in each other's company, listening as well as talking, is what keeps our relationships both to each other and between us and God alive and thriving. So make sure that you put some dedication into your relationship with God. Last week, Jeremy introduced us to the story of Hannah uh, when he started on our series in 1 Samuel chapter 1. We heard how she was unable to conceive a child and how she'd been mocked by the, um, her husband's other wife. Like Jeremy said, bad idea to have more than one wife. Uh, we also heard how she had prayed to God, how she begged him to grant her that child. And today I'd like to take a peek into Hannah's story to illustrate her level of dedication. If you can imagine a woman like Hannah, a woman whose heart had been yearning, crying out for a child of her own, you can imagine the pain that she would have held in her heart for years. You can imagine her sadness. We can even imagine that this need for a child had almost become an obsession for her. It would probably be the first thing she'd think of in the morning when she awoke. Might be the last thing that she thinks of before she falls asleep. Maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, God will give me that son. Can you imagine every time she'd go into the market and she'd see someone, a pregnant lady? Every time that her husband's other wife was pregnant? Every time that she would see a little bub sitting on his mum's hip? Her heart would break. But Hannah didn't break. She just kept crying out to God. Having a child of her own was her life's mission at that stage. It was something that she was 100% dedicated to. It was always, always in her mind. Now, although Hannah had gone through challenging times, and she probably was quite challenged by a lot of things, she was a lady of great wisdom. And she knew in her heart the truth of what was written just a few verses later, 1 Samuel 2 verse 30. Those who honor God will be honored by God, but those who despise him will be disdained by him. We read Hannah's prayer in 1 Samuel 2 verse 1 to 10. It tells the story of her suffering throughout the years, but we also see how she never ceased to honor God and how in the end he in turn honored her. If you've got a Bible and would like to read with me, uh, it's 1 Samuel 2 and I'll start at verse 1. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. 
There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like the Lord. <laughs> Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food, and those who are hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren born seven children, and she who had many sons pines away. So you can see here that Hannah knows God can change our circumstances in an instant. Carrying on in verse 6. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave, but he also raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he had set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in dark places. It is not by strength that any one of us prevail. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder down from heaven. The Lord will judge to the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his kings and exalt the horn of his anointed. Hannah understood that God holds power over life and over death, over rich, over poor, and that he had the power to change her life. So she clung to him. She clung to his promises. Hannah wanted a son almost more than she wanted oxygen. She was dedicated. She was God-focused. And in the end, God honored her by giving her the son she so desperately wanted. Now, first, we looked a little bit at our levels of dedication while we're courting. It burns really bright. Unfortunately, lasts just a little bit. And then it fizzles out. Then we looked at Hannah's dedication to God as she prayed for her son. And that dedication lasted years and years. For my last example, I'd like to turn to Psalm 42. Just the beginning, verse 1 and 2, and I will have it up. In this, we find a story with a very, very different level of dedication. In Psalm 42, we read, As the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. In the original Hebrew, the, the word they used for pants for water paints a very, very desperate picture of utter, utter thirst. Having a sip of water wasn't just a fleeting thought in the head of that deer. He wasn't merely thirsty. 
He wasn't even very thirsty. The picture that the Hebrew paints is one of a deer wheezing, gasping for breath through a throat so dry that he could hardly swallow. At that moment, his very, very life depended on getting that next sip of water. He knew that he would not be able to make it much further if he didn't get it. His whole existence at that moment was focused on getting him to water, to a source of life, because he knew that surely without the water, he would die. Now the psalmist who wrote this likened this deer's absolute desperation of yearning for water to the yearning of his parched soul for the living waters that only God can give. We read that his soul, his very life, is thirsting for God. He didn't say that, ah, my soul kind of wonders where God is once a week. He didn't say, hmm, I sort of think I might miss God every now and again. No, he said, my soul is parched. My soul is as dry as a desert floor, cracked with nothing alive for miles and miles. And the only source of life is God. He paints a very, very dark picture. Without water, that deer will perish. So no wonder that deer is 100% dedicated, totally and utterly focused on getting water. For that deer, water is the only thing that stands between him and death. He will give his last breath his last bit of strength to find that water. Now the question I have is when we know, absolutely with 100% certainty, know that the only way for us to avoid eternal death is through having a nourishing relationship with God, where our souls can be nourished by God's presence. Should we not be as desperate for our relationship with God as that deer was to get the water? If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, a relationship that guarantees life, guarantees everlasting life, should you not be wanting and willing to move heaven and earth to get into that relationship? And if you once had a relationship with him, but you faltered along the way and you lost that personal connection, if you come to church more from habit than because you're honoring God, if God only features in your life for two hours a week from 10 to 12 on a Sunday and is forgotten for the rest of the week, should we not move heaven and earth to meet God anew? If you once had that burning relationship, but you got complacent 
We kept him in the back of our minds, but not the forefront of everything that we do. Should we not equally move heaven and earth to rekindle that first love that we had for God? I urge you to think hard and deep about the commitment and the dedication that you currently have for this relationship. How thirsty is your soul today? Are you refreshing your soul in God's presence every day? Is your soul fully quenched every day? Is it slightly thirsty for God? Or do you see yourself in that dear wheezing, panting, drawing your last breath, crying out to God? I would like to invite all of you to be like Hannah, to have God on your mind and prayer on your lips every day, to be totally dedicated to him, to serve him relentlessly, to find strength in him, to await his blessings with great expectation, just like Hannah did. Honor God with all that you have and all that you are, and in turn, he will honor you. Be careful. Don't become complacent in your relationship because God is the only thing that stands between us and certain eternal death. This is more important than anything you will encounter this whole year. Your very soul depends on this. Now, I can confess that I've had seasons in my life where I'd been complacent in my relationship with God. There had been times of immense heartache, great difficulty, times that I struggled to even acknowledge God, let alone talk to him, read his word and have an active relationship. And then there'd been times when things had gone so well, you know, financially it had gone great at work, it was fabulous at home, things were good, the kids were listening, what more can you want? And things had gone so good that I'd forgotten God because it felt like I didn't need him. And coming to church was a formality, nothing more. And then there has been seasons where I've been as dedicated and committed to God as Hannah has been. So if you feel that your dedication to your relationship with God needs to be stepped up a notch, or if you've never had that relationship with God and you'd like to start on that journey, I've got some practical tips that worked wonders for me and hopefully they will help you as well. First one, very easy. Get up 10 minutes earlier or go to bed 10 minutes later. Just 10 minutes. In that 10 minutes, read your Bible for five minutes and pray for five minutes. That's all. If you think about it, every day has 1,400 and 40 minutes. I'm just asking for 10. Don't put it off. 
don't say I'll start somewhere like the 7th or whatever. This is a New Year's resolution, people. Take it now. Start tonight. Start tomorrow. Choose morning, night. Do it. Your second one. Have a trigger. Something that'll come through your daily life. You'll either see it or you'll do it a couple of times a day. And it can be anything. Every time you go get something to drink, that would be a trigger. Uh, if you're on the road a lot, say you drive, um, every time you see a red truck, just choose something, one little thing, whatever works, something that will act as a reminder. And when that thing comes up, when that truck comes by, when you make that cup of coffee, if you have young kids, it's when you change the nappy. I don't care what it is, choose one thing. And when that happens, exactly, my dear, when that happens, you send a quick dart prayer to God. Now, a dart prayer is a small one-line prayer. Very quick, very fast, very easy. Everyone can do it. Promise. Something like, God, go with my mom today. Or... God, I kind of had a fight with my husband. Please get him to forgive me and help me to forgive him. Or, God, thank you for the rain. It doesn't matter. Just talk to God. Dart prayers are a great way for us to keep in constant contact with God throughout the day. But we're human. We get busy. We get complacent, and then we forget to use them. So use your triggers to remind you. For now, just stick with these two things. Psychologist says that it takes three days to plant a new idea, three weeks for it to take root, and three months for it to become a new habit, one that you do without th even thinking about it. All you need to do is 10 minutes a day between now and the end of March. That's it. Not too much. Remember, only you can work on your relationship with God. Only you can honor God so that in turn, he will honor you. So let us all do our best not to ever give Jesus the need to say, yeah, and what happened to that? Remember, this could be the most important choice you make this year. No one can force you. We can lead you to the water. We cannot make you drink. It is your choice, and it is your eternal life on the line. If this message has challenged you and you would like some prayer, if you don't have a relationship with God and you would like to you know, start but you don't know where to start, please come and see one of the team at the front after the service. We would love to pray with you. For now, I pray that you will make the right choice, that you will realize that our souls needs constant refreshing. 
constant, constant refreshing. Just drinking from God's water once does not get enough. Drinking from his water once a week is not enough. It's something that we have to do every single day. Please join me in prayer. Father God, thank you for your love. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us, to take our sins so that we can have eternal life. Thank you, Father, for loving us so much that you would move heaven and earth to save us. Father, for those of us who'd lost our way, I ask that you would show us the way back to you. And for those of us who had become complacent, I ask that you please light the fire on our soul again and inject us with new zeal and a newly rekindled love for you. Father, for those of us who may not know you personally, but long for a relationship with you, I ask that you bless us with your love, that you give us courage to take that first step, and that you reach out to us and that you embrace us, that you love us, that you speak to our soul, and that you call us and that you pursue us, Father, that you relentlessly and fiercely love us and take hold of us and never let go. Lord, we are lost without you. Help us find you again. May your Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us this week, speaking into the quietness of our soul, calling us back to you. Help us to be as dedicated to you as Hannah had been. Help us to honor you in all we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast.